Whoa! It's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, 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 yeah! It's Cinco de Mayo. It's post-NFL draft. Tequila's out. I thought I had a sombrero, but this'll work. I'm always thinking about the beach. But I'm also thinking about the rookie on the rise. So let's take this off. Let's put this on. Let's get ready to grind, baby. Because I'm joined by the rookie on the rise team. So let's start off with one of the main men of the fantasy affair. One of the OGs, baby. This guy's been grinding since he was a baby. We're talking Berkey, baby. Eric Burkholder, Chuck, whatever you want to call him. He is a stud. Just got off work in the Kentucky Derby. Still had time to write articles and write about the draft, baby. Eric, dude, welcome to the show, babe. What's up, Matt? What's up, man? Dude, you're here. You're you're rookieing it up. This is what I needed to do. I was like, it's Cinco. I need a little bit of bartender, but I need our rookie expert all hands on deck. So I got you here, Berkey, and I'm pumped to have you, man. What's been up? You worked the Derby. You've been a draft. You're a Lions fan. How are we doing? Yeah, dude, we're doing great. Kentucky Derby was awesome, as always. Great to have fans there. I did sling my fair share of juleps. Uh, I am off the clock, though. So, But if you want a margarita, you hit up the back door, and I got you one to go, all right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, dude, the draft was great. Huge Lions fan. We actually have a general manager. They Every pick that came in, I was pumped about. Not so much fantasy relevant outside of Amal Ron St. Brown. Um, but it, it's been a pleasure. It has been one fantastic week. Made some money, got some defensive and offensive linemen. It's my first live stream, and it's Cinco de Mayo. I mean, what a better day to kick it off, right? That's right, baby. But it's not just you that's rookie on the rise. I've got an itch. And if I need an itch, I go to the Browns bomber. We're talking the sourdough. We're talking, was it, uh, who was Buzz Lightyear? Were you Buzz Lightyear? No, you I was Buzz. I get all the good ones. Bart Simpson, sourdough. He was Bart. Your model, athlete, and man, our bourbon dude and our badass. Brad, the stickler. What's up, my man? I was doing good until you basically just compared me to a skid mark. That's essentially what just happened. <laughs> That's so. what the Browns are, right, baby? Hey, playoff, playoff team. Beat the That's Steelers. Right. You can't uh, say that. Yeah, I was I was happy. I'm a, I'm in a I'm in a good mood. I'm drinking a little bit of bourbon as always, ready to do a little bit of live stream, talk some rookies, maybe get a little wrestling in there. Dude, I'm I'm stoked, yeah, man. Fucking wrestling. Dude. You, Brad, dude, you've came on board and you've been all hands on deck, like in the military, in the Navy. You've killed it. We appreciate what you do from a fantasy to a network operations to, you know, anything. Getting T-shirts, you name it. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for kicking ass. Berkey, same to you, man. You're that steady hand. You're consistent. And you come to work. You bring your lunch pail and you kick ass and take names. And that's what we've needed. Lunch pails. Yeah, the only way to do it. Lunch the only way to do Buzz it. Lightyear. I, I can see Eric is a bully. Yeah, I can see oh, that. Yeah. yeah, he's a stud. But as a bully, because I got a lunch pail. I don't know where the fuck <laughs> you go to work, but where I he's that blue collar pail and your peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Yeah, dude. Your snack pack. Yeah, it's all. I gotta have snack packs over here, man. So we're talking rookies in day one. 
we had to go out and get Brent Sanders, man. Inner Sandman. If I could play that music without getting copyrighted, I'd play it. We got the Sandman. Damn, now, now. Dude, this guy, rookie-wise, year-round, he is doing it. And this guy has taken over Twitter lately. At the FF Sandman, he is the man. I'm glad to talk to him. Bring it in. Shorts or no shorts, let's go. He's yeah. Hey boys, how we doing? Look at that swagger. Yeah, I decided that I'm not going out to another podcast without my bucket hats because God damn it, they're special. You talked about it. You talked about a bucket hat here recently. Bucket hats are the thing, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna die with them in fanny packs, man. You just, Maddie. Thank you for having me on. By the way, I really appreciate this. This is exciting. I live. I know that Matt is a huge fanny packs. I've got a, I've got a collection, Britt. Maybe you can come over later and I'll show it to you. Oh, um, I like that, dude. We're here for rookies. We're here for rotorball. I've got tequila. I never drink. I'm a beer drinker. I'm gonna drink this. I'm not gonna get a straw or anything like Brad. I'm gonna chug this. <laughs> so while I ch- try to chug this and not throw my guts up, fill us in, dude. This is taking over Twitter. It's taking over. This is bigger than the lottery in Kentucky. <laughs> Rotorball. Fill us in, my man. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate it. So when I'm breaking this down on the podcast, I'm always, this is how I describe it, right? So I was sitting on the bus and I was thinking, I need something that makes this podcast unique, right? So I thought, what if we put DFS and best ball and smushed it together, made it a fucking gremlin baby, and then made it only rookies, right? So what I've asked everyone that come on my podcast and our podcast to do is, is they have to fill out a roster of eight slots, a wide receiver, a running back, a quarterback, five flex, and each rookie has a predetermined price that Eric, Brad, and I all kind of create. And they have a budget of $22,000. It's it's best ball. So, you know, it's easy. Set it and forget it. You don't have to deal with it again. You don't got to manage it. And then, you know, the winner is going to get a $50 donation to their charity of choice. We're going to get it up on the Fantasy Football Affair website coming soon here so we can get some public into it. But, yeah, man, it's, it's just another fun little thing to get rookies kind of uh, get that rookie fever out of your system so that you can make more well-informed rookie draft choices. Dude, and now this is open to the public, correct? Like, this this used to be sure, like soon, a, soon. a tie affair. Now you can actually go out there, find Britt Sanders on Twitter, on Facebook, or MySpace, and get the inside scoop. Yeah. Yeah, if you want in, just slide into my DMs. I am friendly. No bites given. And I will give you the login information. And and this is so DFS, I think, is easier than this, right? Because you can find those little cheat codes in DFS. You ain't finding cheat codes in in uh, uh, Brit's rotor ball. No, no, that's not a thing. You can get your cake, but you ain't going to eat it. That's right. This is a tough, tough uh, tasking for sure to try to make a team that is actually going to get contributions from every position. So, all right. Well, we're talking cake. I want to talk cupcakes for a second before we get all into this rookie hype. Some people are drafting right now. They need to know about these two players, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan love Berkey. I'm going to send it to you first. Aaron Rodgers wants out of green Bay. So we says Jordan love all the owners are hyping him up as the starter in green Bay next year. If you were on the outside looking in, you don't own either one of these guys say you need a quarterback 
is love worth some draft capital this year? And then Rogers, if you're a competing team, are you taking the risk with retirement or holding out on these two guys, two different aspects. So you're in a rebuild with love. You're competing with Rogers. What are you doing if you're targeting these guys? Yeah, man, uh, it's, it's breaking up over here. So I'm going to switch what you said. Okay. I'm going to guess what you said. Jordan Love may or may not be the starter in Green Bay. We know he'll be the starter in time. We know that's going to happen. They traded up to get him in 2020's rookie draft. And I think they did that because they knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to put the position where they couldn't get one of these guys. So he's the next, he's the best of the rest. But when I'm looking at rookie drafts, I don't want him over any of the rookies coming out. I don't want him over the big three running backs. I don't want him over two or three wide receivers. So if you're going to give him up for a second, 201 to 205, fine. Um, but other than that, even if he gets the job, I'm not sure he's going to be any good. I'm just okay. So, so not, not, not as a far as Aaron Rodgers, MVP season being a game away Super Bowl back to back years. Can he retire? No, the answer is no. But Aaron Rodgers is that kind of guy that he might just do it. So, if you're competing, you're you're kind of holding off on Rodgers right now. Yeah. Okay. Britt, Jordan Love. We got you, five QBs. You've got we, second round picks. If you're lucky enough to get my phone number, it means that you know I'm willing to wake up whenever and I'll answer your random trade questions. And Maddie, you've been digging into my my knowledge quite a bit. I think we had a trade. Was it this morning or yesterday? Jordan Love for. The 109, a bunch of trash seconds, and a 22 It was Jordan Love and 109. I sent it to Berkey, too. It was Jordan Love, 109, for a bunch of trash seconds, and I think like a future first. Yeah. I just the trade fever, you know. No, I mean, I, if you can get Jordan Love for that, that is an absolute slam dunk. Because this is what's going to happen, right? So Aaron Rodgers probably isn't going to play another snap as a Packers. So he's either going to retire and attempt to be a Jeopardy wannabe or you're just going to be happy with his wife, Shailene Woodley, doing whatever he wants to do. So Jordan Love is going to see a value bump irregardless of what's, or regardless of what's going to happen. And so I'm, you know, I'm not going to actively be buying Jordan Love, but if someone wants to come and try to sell me Jordan Love off this perceived hype, I do think the value is going to grow. I think 201 to 205 is a great range that Berkey gave to kind of invest in him a little bit. Worst case scenario, you sit on him for another year. Best case scenario, you can flip him for an actual starting quarterback later in the season. All right, Brad, I want to pivot to Aaron Rodgers. You were talking pre-show about Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, just all these sexy pieces for a win-now team, right? So let's say your second quarterback is Big Ben. You have those other pieces in play. You have future picks. What are you trying to offer for Aaron Rodgers right this minute? I'll give a first up for him. I'd do it all day long. Would I, you give look, a first this, plus two firsts? No, first? I'm not. I'm not. Go, I'm not going Aaron Rodgers MVP. Right. I'm buying the dip. If I'm if I'm trying to win now, Jordan Love's not going to help me win now. I don't care if he starts because he's never been on the football. We've never even seen him throw a professional NFL football yet. So why why would I go out and pay up? If I am the Jordan Love owner, I'm selling his ass right now. I am taking advantage of this situation, and I'm getting what I can, and I'm getting out of the situation. If you recall, 
Aaron Rodgers, well, there was some talk last offseason around some disgruntledness and how Aaron Rodgers might hold out and all this kind of shit. And guess what happened? Aaron Rodgers came back, and Aaron Rodgers was the freaking NFL MVP. So Aaron Rodgers hasn't come out and said anything. He hasn't talked to Pat McAfee who he's he's on a show once a week uh you don't hear anything from his agent none of this 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 information is not coming from aaron Rodgers. it's coming from somewhere else now you can speculate where it's coming from the man's gonna play football next year maybe it's with the packers maybe it's not but there's no way that guy's not in the in the game next year. I just don't see it. It doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to try to get Aaron Rodgers on the cheap right now, if I can, from that owner who's freaking out right now. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite with Jordan Love. I'm I'm selling his ass while I can get value. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask one more question. Sandy, is Aaron Rodgers – on the Saints radar? Is this something the Saints would do? They have Taysom, they have Winston, Young Gene Ty. He's so, saying Michael Thomas a first and two seconds. That sounds like a haul. I think I think a lot of I've been seeing a lot of this lately because this is you know this is a hot new hot topic, right? We're, let's let's get Aaron Rodgers to my favorite team. And I, I like the idea, but the Saints are in cap hell enough as is. I can't see them taking on Aaron Rodgers' contract. They are wizards when it comes to the cap and nothing against that i just i think the two or three most favorable spots for rogers if he doesn't land or if he doesn't stay in green bay is the denver broncos the washington football team and or the las vegas the las vegas raiders i think those are the three most realistic and beneficial spots for him raiders doesn't make sense but apparently he wants to go there i i don't know why my money's always been on denver personally and it's the only way I can still stay a fan after passing on Justin Fields if they find a way to get Rodgers on that team. Woo! Rodgers in Denver? Rodgers in o- or Vegas? Rolling the chips, baby. But let's roll the trips on rookie drafts. Let's talk rookie quarterbacks. Everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is 101. Oh, he's got the Gaga, baby. He's so good. Second coming of Christ. Blah, blah, blah. But Wilson, Lance, Fields, what are we doing here? This is the rookie rankings the way you guys got it. If I'm correct on FF Affair, it's Fields, right? Fields. I think, we've, I, I, I think those aren't updated yet. I think it's Lance okay. for us. So that, let's, let's play uh, 102 here. You got maybe Lance. Isn't, if you're 102, you might be. You're probably in rebuild. So we have Lance, we have Wilson, which I'm surprised he's getting as much hype as he has. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it's just the Jets stank. And then Fields with Chicago with Allen Robinson. It looks good. So I'm going to pivot to Brad first. (laughs) Fill me in on these three quarterbacks, baby. Yeah, look, for me, it's still Justin Fields. Justin Fields was number two before. I don't think the landing spot is as bad as what people may think it is. I think there is a – I'm pivoting from what we talked about a few nights ago. The more that I look and the more that I think about it, I think there's a chance Justin Fields starts week one. I I think there's a way – there's a world where he goes into camp and Matt Nagy's like, holy shit, this kid's better than what we thought. Uh, and this guy's going to win the job and he's going to go out week, week one and 
hey, one read is the big hit for him, right? He only did what he can only read one read. Well, that's kind of what Ohio State does. So you don't really know if he can. But guess who his first read is? Allen Robinson. I'm probably okay with that. Right. So, so for me, it's Justin Fields. Then I'm going to be looking at, okay, well, who do I think has the most upside between Lance and Wilson? Um, And it's interesting, right. To think about because skill sets, you got this, this mobility. Now I'm not comparing Zach Wilson's mobility to Trey Lance, but just in a vacuum, right. They both have some mobility to them. They both got cannon arms. They're both now playing essentially for a Kyle Shanahan offense. Right. You can think of it that way. So who who do you think has the better weapons? And I'm going to go with Trey Lance. I think his weapons with Brandon oh. Ayuk, his weapons with Debo Samuel are better. <laughs> it's than a the weapons. love, I can tell. Yeah, than the weapons that Zach Wilson's going to have with Corey Davis and, and uh, uh, Denzel Mims, uh, Elijah Moore, as much as we love Elijah Moore, all of us, he's still going to be a rookie. Right. It's still going to there's going to be a learning curve. So I'm going Fields, Lance, Wilson, two, three, four. All right, Berkey, dude, this is this is what people want to know. He's made a case for Fields being the first one taken out of here. Now let's hear your thoughts. One through three. It's such a pretty yeah, first of all, it's atrocious that you said they're both kind of in a Kyle Shanahan offense. I mean, that's that's ridiculous that you would even. even that you would even bring that up, right? Um, one of them actually is in a Kyle Shanahan off, and I'm going to take Lance. And I wasn't sold that that um, Fields was better than Lance in the pre-draft. I wasn't sold while I was watching him. Now, I hate Ohio State with a burning. Hey, maybe it's that Jake, it's that Buckeye stake. I can't get over Buckeyes. But they don't produce quarterbacks. North Dakota State has produced sweats. Um Kyle Shanahan is an actual offensive guru. We may, we see him make Zach Wilson, J.D. McK- uh, what, what's his name, McKinnon, uh, anybody in the backfield. Mostert was a practice squad guy. No, I'm wrong. My bad. We see the, the running receiver position with deep, and I we see Kittle be an absolute monster. Thank you. No, it's All McKinnon. Right. So they don't have a true alpha like Allen Robinson. And I'll give you that. But it is definitely, without question, Lance Fields Wilson, and I think Lance could be better than uh, than Mister Mister Trevor Lawrence for fantasy purposes. Whoa, I like it. Um, that's that raw upside talking, dude. Okay, Britt, you've heard Berkey. See, I got to be I got to be way behind you on my mic because because there's no explosion <laughs> of attitude here. I can keep them going all night. I'm a Cowboys fan. Pow pow pow. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm off topic. Okay. Sandy. Sandy. We've heard a case for Fields. We've heard a case for Lance. Oh, you're going to do this to me, aren't you? You have to give somebody. First, I want you to make a case for Wilson and then tell me your ranking. Okay. All right. So, Zach Wilson, three-year starter, one great year in college, BYU. You can't hold it against him that the coronavirus happened and the BYU administration had to basically reassemble his entire 2020 season's schedule in like six weeks. Blows them all out of the water, all right? Now, he has one game in which there's an actual competition, right? 
And uh, I was originally along this same line, right? So they scheduled Coastal Carolina 48 hours in advance, right? So that's not enough time to game plan for anything. That's literally just go throw in your cleats, come meet me in the in the the high school football lot. Let's go throw together a football game. That's what it is. It's it, it's a it's a drop in 30 30 year older football game, and he he doesn't do as well as you would have thought, right? You wanted him to do a lot better. And Felix Sharp, when I had him on, kind of brought this up, is that while he may not have been as good as you wanted him to, he was still one touchdown away from winning the game. It was actually like three yards from getting a first down, and then he would have continued on. So, you know, Zach Wilson has the arm strength to throw from any any level. He has his scrambling abilities. He has a no-nonsense attitude. He's really scary. I get that. He gives a lot of Johnny Manziel vibes without right. the attitude that's out of control and the behaviors that are out of control. And the Jets landing spot, as you've all mentioned, is stanky, right? We have a little ATSD, acute stress syndrome disorder, from that position just because there's so much going on. But he's going to have at least three years starting. So in a fantasy value, you have that. Even if he doesn't do as well as we want him to do compared to the other four, he's still going to have trade value moving forward. He's my quarterback four, but he's a quarterback four that I'm okay with rostering because I know I can still trade him away if I don't like what I'm seeing moving forward. All right, break the tie. Fields or Lance, rapid fire. I'm going to go, for me, there's two quarterbacks that have always had the highest upside in the class. It's Trey Lance and Justin Fields. And one quarterback landed in a system that's going to help actualize his upside, and one quarterback landed in a system that he's going to have to be a little fight a little bit more adversity against it. I think Justin Fields has the ability to do that, but I think Trey Lance now has less, the least amount of resistance to achieving that upside, right? So for me, it's Trey Lance. I think he's got the highest upside in the quarterback class. Britt, you have a fan in the audience. They're asking, you're, you can't lie. This is fantasy affair, fantasy football. You have to straight shoot. I don't care if they're in your league or not. Mr. Witt. Oh, this asshole. Josh Allen, Herbert and Lamar and Ryder Superflex League with Sandy. Don't steer him in the wrong direction. No, I love that. I love Whitman. This is the triplets. These are my boys. This is uh, the Ryder Bull. <laughs> it's Whitman and two other guys. I call them the triplets, and they're just in my ear every day. I love them very much. Is it worth taking a quarterback at 103? You can never have enough quarterbacks, Whitman. You can never have, to have enough quarterbacks. You really can't. Worst case scenario, you trade away Lamar and you get capital later. If you're not, you know, we've discussed trades. You've sent me some offers that make me go to the bathroom and purge myself. And that's okay. That's right. That's how this works. I understand our engagement. I understand this. But if I got the 103, I'm taking a quarterback. Honestly, I think we're going to see three or four quarterbacks go in the top five picks. And that's what it should be, especially with this class. All right. Now it's on to Berkey, man. You've, You've hyped up this guy. I'm going to let you talk the talk and walk the walk. Just kind of fill us in on Mac Jones, Bill Belichick. All right, man. First of all, Bill Belichick hates rookies, so this is tough. Cam Newton is a former MVP, and we saw him before COVID. He was pretty solid, man. He, we don't like him. We don't. As a, as a staff, we just don't. But the bottom line is the guy produced just fine. He had no weapons. They proceeded to get him some. They went with the two tight ends that they set up for Cam Newton to play. 
his contract, if they void it out, they owe him his $1.2 million signing bonus. They owe him a couple million dollars more, but they can 100% cut him. They could absolutely cut him. What's interesting is if they keep them both, can't run, you'd have to run two different offenses. You can't have Mac Jones running Cam Newton plays. You can't have Cam Newton run an actual place like Mac Jones would. So let me just break down Mac Jones as a person because I think there's a chance he starts week one. Uh, but I'm just going to talk about Mac because this is dynasty, right? We're talking about six foot three, two seventeen, nine and, and five and three eight, eight inch hands out of Jacksonville, Florida, coached by Joe Dixon throughout his high school career. He was only a three star uh, recruit out of college. All right, but he was a top ten pocket passer. And when you see People come out of college, everybody wants the athletes, the guys that can play wide receiver, running back, linebacker, whatever, the Trey Lance types, right? Mac Jones doesn't fit that, so he's only a three-star recruit. In college, okay, we talk about all the weapons he has, but if you look at this last 4,500 yards uh, and, what, 41 touchdowns and, 40, and four picks at a 7.4 completion percentage. These numbers are fake. These are video game numbers. He really just had Devonta Smith. Now, he had Devonta Smith. Jalen Waddle a little bit, but it's really just eight games. They played like 13 games. Eight of those, four touchdowns or more. He had 30.92 attempts, 31 attempts a game, and he's throwing four touchdowns or more, more than half of them. This guy is a dog. He's got uh, a bachelor in arts and communication at information sciences. That's going to help in the huddle. He can, he can, he can transform information into words very quickly. He's got an undergraduate degree in business communications. Again, he did that in three years. And in his fourth year, he got his master's in sports hospitality. He did, he did that in December of 2020 after beating Arkansas. And they flew him back for his graduation. So the man has three degrees, including a master's. Uh, he's 6'3", 217. He's the resident size. He can see over the line. He's accurate as hell with 77.4 completion percentage in like less than – 31 attempts a game. The dog. The problem with, with New England is, is he going to play, right? Eventually he should. And then who the hell is he throwing to? I mean, I'm a Nelson Aguilar <laughs> fan. I still know who the man is, right? right? You got two big tight ends. That doesn't help you. He needs, he needs field stretchers. He needs people that can get open, accurate, and effective. That's the problem. So he looks like a QB, too. But as far as the 110, 11, 12, 201, 202 in these Superflex dynasties, especially tight end premium, no pits will go up. Um, he's, a steal of the, he's a steal of the draft, man. We, we, we were hoping he would go to Washington, but I don't think that Bill Belichick isn't the guy. It's, it's Chase McDaniels out there, the offensive coordinator. I think this is a good landing spot. Is he Tom Brady? 2.0, that's ridiculous as hell. Is he Drew Bledsoe 2.0, which is the quarterback they picked first round in 1993? Yeah, I fucking think so. I fucking think so. So, I like him. That's a smash. That's a hammer like coming down. On, on the mic. Did that catch It's up? okay. I'll good? just keep it going. Into the first. Banging it, baby. That's a hammer. Berkey, you killed it. We're talking hammers, man. Let's pivot to... Our bourbon dude. We had to talk a little wrestling. Goldberg. We got the streak with Goldberg. We got Javante Williams walking into Denver. Saluting. He is here. You got a 29-year-old 
Melvin Gordon, every, the talk of the offseason. They're saying, oh, baby, he's going to get all these carries. But he's got a DUI. He's got knee injuries, shoulder injuries, elbow injuries. And he's on a one-year deal, man. And they just paid up to get your RB1. Your RB1. Brad, dude, what is what is everybody missing on Javante Williams? Because you've been a truther this whole time. And how do you feel about this Denver backfield? Yeah, I, th- I think you just just have to watch him, right? I, I mean, the biggest knock on him is, well, he had to split. He split carries with Michael Carter, or he's not four three fast. I mean, if you look at his game speed, his game speed's pretty solid. Now he doesn't have the long speed like a Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb does, but he's got some burst. He's got some explosiveness. I love everything about the guy. To me, when I watch him, there's that wow factor. There's that spear that Bill Goldberg has. There's that jackhammer of the fucking big show. Like, How do you jackhammer big show? For those of you who don't know Goldberg and the jackhammer, he basically suplexes guys is essentially what it is. So, so big show is what 500 pounds Way five, too big. like yeah. this dude is huge and bill goldberg is jacking holding this guy up in the air like i don't care how fake quote unquote you want to say wrestling is that shit real he's holding that dude up right that's what i see in javonta williams you go and look at that last game of the year it was absolutely beautiful he had over 200 yards rushing against the miami hurricanes this dude had a run in that game that was absolutely dead to rights and when i say dead to rights it was done he made a huge jump cut he hurdled a guy he ran through a guy he spun around another guy he broke an arm tackle i mean that's what you're gonna get out of javonta williams he has the athleticism and the ability to use all of those moves that you see some of these backs do right you see Najee harris do hurdles but you haven't seen him do a ton of spin moves, right? Um, You see him break arm tackles, obviously, and things of that nature, but Javonta Williams is just a man amongst boys out there running on the field. It is gross. Uh, So I love the comparison to my favorite childhood wrestler of Goldberg, (laughs) who just continued to dominate people, Um, you know, from his early days in WCW to his early, you know, his final days in the WWF, Uh, whether it was him destroying Brock Lesnar uh, when he got into the big leagues of the WWF, that's what I see Javonta Williams doing in Denver, uh, and, and he's going to dominate the league. I, I, I believe he's going to be an RB1 for, for multiple years to come. Whoa, that's a fucking hot buy. Holy smokes. Oh, my God. Dude, Javonta Williams. Brit's rolling his eyes at me. Like, <laughs> you don't think he could be a top 12 running back? There's right. not going to be one quarterback in this fucking draft that's going to be a continual running back one. Not fucking Here. one. Wow. Well, I, I, I will respect that. I don't have to agree with it, but I'll respect it. There will be running back one year, but know not one. Britt. No, yeah. no, no. I wasn't Are saying taking... RB. I'm saying top 12 RB1. Absurd. Like, is he going to get a running back one season? No, 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 yeah. no. no, no. <laughs> yes. Top 12. He's a top 12 running back for multiple years. No. Oh, like yes. the number no. one. 100%. He meant top 12. Yes. No, no, top, top 12. He's not going to be – he's going to place top 12 once. ETN's going to place maybe twice, and Najee's going to be lucky if he gets in twice. Wow. <laughs> Only time will tell. Yes, no. Yes, no. 
<laughs> no. All right, Brad, you sit down. This one yeah, pertains there's those, to you. There's always those sleepers, Brad. There's the Michael yeah. Carters and the Trey Sermons and that JV. Always those sleepers. Being We're getting honest. to there. There's uh, always a sleeper. I want Britt to go first, then Berkey. Walk me through this. I just heard basically Sandman Britt shame Najee Harris. I did. DeAndre Swift, Najee Harris. You're looking at both these guys. You might have to pay up a little bit more for Najee or pay up a little bit more for Swift. What are you doing in Dynasty? Feed us these two guys. Because some people have those RBs from last year that haven't hit the scratch their surface. Dobbins, Clyde, Swift. So do are they jumping ship too early for one of these RBs in this class? Britt, you go first, and Berkey, you finish it. So I, I know Berkey's going to probably dissect whatever I say just because he feels very strongly about a couple of these players, and that's fine. I love that. That's why I love Berkey. But here's my love for Swift and another a, a little bit of an issue, right? So Swift now is going to be fighting for targets with TJ Hawkinson, some warm bodies they just brought out of the morgue, Amon Ross St. Brown and a bunch of undrafted free agents, right? So he's going to have a very high share of receiving of the receiving production on that offense. The issue is, is they're not a good offense. So how are they going to sustain drives? How are they going to get down to the goal line and score? So his, his value for this year is going to be his floor due to his receiving total. I like Swift a lot with Najee Harris. He is a great back, coming from a great system in Alabama, having a phenomenal year. The issue is, is how is he going to be successful behind the offensive line, the Steelers, that was 32nd, ranked 32nd two years ago and ranked 29th last year and did nothing with significant draft capital to address the offensive line. He's not this this athletic beast that's going to be able to saquon barkley his way out of this out of the situation his efficiency is going to go down and yes he's going to see a higher amount of volume than he would and he's going to need that to save him i think for me in ppr leagues i'm probably going to lean swift simply because he's two years younger than Najee harris and i think that that receiving for is going to give him a higher upside moving forward in the future Ooh, the reason I bring this up is Brad traded for Swift, gave up pretty much Najee or Lance or Wilson, whoever you want, but he is a competing team. So it, it sparked this conversation. I figured we kind of toughen this out. Um, Berkey, feed us in on Swift and Najee. I mean... You see the old English D on the hat, so it's Swift, all right? And when we talk, it's the 100 targets. 100 targets, you're going to be an RB1. 65 targets, and you're on the threshold. 50 targets and less, it's going to be tough. It's tough. Um, ben Roethlisberger is there for a year or maybe two. I mean, that man does not want to retire suddenly, which is crazy. When he was before, he was talking about it before now. He just highlighted a thing is that Pitt Pittsburgh's going to sustain drives and score touchdowns, and Detroit's not. You get all those targets and those receptions, and you're getting a point you know, per play, and you don't need to get 10 yards. The upside's immense for DeAndre Swift. And so if I'm going to start up at Swift without question, 
And if a dynasty league that's in year three or five, then it might get it might get a little murky. But I'm taking Swift. I'm taking Swift. Uh, if you go to a standard league, I think I still am. You're gonna get the ball so often in that offense. There's no one else there in the backfield. They just cut Kerryon Johnson. Jamar Jefferson's just he's just a guy. Swift's special, man. He's special. He's my RB one for three years before he even came out. I guess two years, and then the third year he came out. And I'm just I'm pumped, and I'm a Lions fan. There's no way in hell I'm taking Najee, but I'm not going to hate. Yeah, I think what Eric's trying to say is is that we're both right, and Swift is the right decision here. All right. Well, who is? Wait, who is? We're both right. I'm not going to speak for him no, and who, say I'm right. The right. No, 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 no. Who's the right decision between Najee and DeAndre Swift again? Oh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, so, well, just one more time. I don't think I heard you right. Uh, it's actually, it's Jonathan Taylor, Bradley. That's that's the right decision. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so DeAndre, oh, okay. I was just checking. I, I just want to throw one more thing out there, Matt. Just yeah, one more. No, thing. you got to, this, this question became because of you. So yeah. I'm in a league with Brad. I was like, let's make this more personal. A lot of people gave him flack about trading the 102 for Swift. Um, so now, yeah, Brad, dude, defend yourself. People watch this and they want to know. So far, so good. Yeah, look, look, that I look at DeAndre Swift and I think about the offense, right? And we've preached, whether it be on Rotor Ball, whether it be on uh, the Fantasy Affair podcast on Mondays and Thursdays, that if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do check it out. We've talked about Anthony Lynn, right? So I'm not even going to talk about what I think about Anthony Lynn. I'm just going to give you hard facts, okay? Anthony Lynn Did you got say hard. Oh, my boy. I said hard, some hard stats. <laughs> so Anthony Lynn got the opportunity to be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills as the, he was the offensive coordinator and got the head coach for about three games at the end of the season before he came to the LA, uh, to then San Diego, but uh, the current LA Chargers. Uh, his, his running back was the number four running back in the league, right? LaShawn McCoy. Okay, he goes he goes to San Diego Chargers and he's got Melvin Gordon. Uh, so three of his four years, he had the number 14 running back, mm. the number eight running back, the number five running back. Um, and and that was with a Melvin Gordon who doesn't have the receipt. Now, Melvin Gordon is a phenomenal receiver, but he doesn't have the receiving chops that DeAndre Swift does. And then before Austin Eckler got hurt last year, he had another RB1 performance in a points-per-game basis if you, if you stat him out the remainder of the season for the games that he missed. That's what I look at. You look at the coaching staff and the offense that they're going to implement with the talent of a player. I don't like Najee Harris's talent. I'm not – I don't believe that he's going to be able to – he doesn't have that wow factor to me like DeAndre Swift does. He just, he's a good running back and he's going to be good. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been, you know, shaming people for having him as the RB one of the class or the RB two of the class. But I just don't, I'm, I don't get giddy when I watch him play. Right. So it's not even close to me that these two should even be remotely near each other in rankings. Uh, so to me, I had the assumption uh, in conversations that the guy was taking Najee Harris at 102. 
that did not come to fruition, obviously, uh, if, if you think about how that draft went down. Uh, but, um, you know, maybe he pulled one over on me, but the conversation turned into Najee versus DeAndre Swift. So I would, I'm very happy because you guys never agree with me on literally anything. Dude, and they, uh, so to hear this. that now, it makes me, makes me just grinning ear to ear right now. They ate that up, dude. And every across the board, everybody loves Swift. I could debate it. I just think I've seen what Connor's done. I've seen what these other Willie Parker, all these other RBs, and I feel like Najee has more talent. Maybe Pouncey will be a big difference maker not having him, but I kind of want a piece of Najee in my rookie drafts. But I can make the case for either. I think this is very close to each other. But I want to talk somebody who does – I want to talk Sermon, dude. Somebody that doesn't have that first-round pick to trade for or acquire. So they got to go – they got to go Trey Sermon. You're talking about an RB that they took in the third round. They had Gallman. They had Salvin Ahmed. They had Mostert. They had Jeff Wilson. Elijah Mitchell in the sixth. Trey Sermon, I, when I originally, I was like, let's go wrestling, but let's not. Let's just go Trey Sermon in the third round and give us kind of some intel on this guy that a lot of people were taking at the early second. So I think, I think for me with Sermon is it's, you're already seeing it. You're going to see it more, right? It's the Keyshawn Bond, Trey Sermon, the, the comparison, right? A back that wasn't really thought of as a top top tier back that's kind of starting to flirt in there because of a good landing spot. So what Trey Sermon's got going for going for him? Well, he's coming into a running back room with a running back that's turning 30 in Raheem, Raheem Mostert. He's going to be playing against an undrafted free agent in Jeff Wilson, a recently acquired cheap free agent in Wayne Gallman, and then a six-round pick in Elijah Mitchell, right? He's also ha- had played f- four years, uh, three at Ohio- or Oklahoma State and one at Ohio State. He only didn't play longer in Ohio State because he was coming off of injury and he was getting acclimated to a new system, which is why Master Teague was playing over him. When he got the workload, we saw what he could do. Listen, you have talent when you set the all-time rushing record at Ohio State at, I think, I believe it was against Northwestern. You, you are good. Right now, he's not going to be great. He's not going to be a barn burner. The biggest issue for him is durability. And I also wonder about how well he fits the scheme. Clearly, it's not a big issue, but it's something that I'm a little I'm I'm cautious about. So this is what I say with Trey Sermon. I'm not touching him in a first with Superflex. If we're getting there early second, I'm going to start to flirt with him. I'm going to start to take a little dance, wine and dine him, see what's happening, see if I can get him in, do a little boogie. You know, Uh, I I think he's going to have value. It's just how much, what's his upside? I think his upside is probably realistically a running back too. Wait, you're talking sermon. We're talking dancing. We're talking boogies. Let's talk fantasy affair. Let's have a beer. I don't usually drink beers out of mugs, but tonight, why not? So early second round, you're okay with Sermon. So yeah. you, you moved on off the no, no more tequila, huh? No more tequila, just Coors Light in a, you in saw a his coffee face. mug. I like it. <laughs> I like it, man. That's lunch fail official right there. That is lunch fail official. Coors Light. That's right. The mountains are blue. Dude, Berkey, we're talking. 
We've went sermon into the seconds. Okay, everybody's okay with that. <laughs> there he is. Javon Hawkins. Come on down. You're the new contestant on the Falcons running back. Uh, I don't know how to Shit feel show. about it. Man. I don't know. How to... Yeah. Berkey? <laughs> Oh, buddy. <laughs> I'll choose that one. Uh, Javian Hawkins, though. Let me just talk a little bit about the guy. Okay, he's 5'9", buck 83. He's out of Florida again. Titusville? I'll never be able to pronounce that right. Uh, as a sophomore, 1,525 yards um, in 13 games. Then as a junior, 820 20 in, in seven games, five or Tech. 174 against Florida State, 129 against Virginia Tech. Uh, these are ACC opponents. These are rivalry games with Malik Cunningham running. He's getting 16.2 yards per carry. He does get a 16 receptions here. Thank and it's probably that he's got a little more chops than people thought, man. Um, but he's he's a highlight reel. They call him PlayStation Sticks, man. He's the guy that will take it to the house. He's got eight games this last season. I mean, the guy is a threat to take it to the house. And I know he's a buck 83. I know he's small. I mean, you know, some other small guys. Naheem's last year, RB 15. Philip Lindsay, undrafted guy, 5'8", buck 90. Safe shit. Uh, he was rushed in years. Tariq Cohen, a little more receiving chops, 5'6", buck 91. He was RB 11 in 2018. Darius Sproles, was five, six, ninety. I mean, the guy uh, Austin Eckler coming out was a buck ninety six. Now this guy right now is a buck eighty three, and he's got a chance to be electric. Let's talk about Atlanta, man. They got a new head coach out there that made uh, Derrick Henry the unicorn. They've got Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson. Mike Davis had 165 carries last year. That is by a lot. He had 100 another time. The other time, he barely finishes the season. Cordo has 64 attempts for the Bears last year. By a lot, that is his best. Okay, normally he's sub-20. Atlanta had 409 rushing attempts. You give Mike Davis his maximum, and you give Cordell his maximum. That is 229. They had 409. That leaves 180 rushing attempts. Somebody's going to play. JV and Hawkins is explosive. Edo Smith and Todd Gurley, the ghost of Todd Gurley and Brian Hill, all out of town. All right? They had 91 targets to go around. So even if you give the 70 to Mike Davis, it's 21 targets and 200 attempts, 180 attempts. Okay, so JV and Hawkins is an undrafted free agent. And an Atlanta team that scores points is only 6.2 yards per carry last year in only eight games. Again, on a Malik Cunningham run offense, like everything is set up for you to fail out there in Louisville, and he still succeeded, and he is nothing but a highlight reel. So I am all in on JVN anywhere in the late third, early fourth, because he's free. And as time goes, next thing you know, you got him at the 3-6, 3-9. So there, Kirion Johnson was was cut today. Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore is still available. There's a lot of things that can come into play, but for a free guy at a free shot 
at upside. JV and Hawkins and Jared Patterson, who we might get to. He should get 100 plus carries. He should get a thousand yards. That's how I see it. I'll dig it. Hawkins is one of those guys that in the third round you're going for your. That's your YOLO ticket. He's has to be way behind. It's okay. We get your point, baby. You're rocking and rolling. Let's go back to Bert or Brad. Brad, dude. We're on to the next one. We've talked those low tiers. We're not going to talk a lot of receivers. We're not going to talk a lot of Clyde uh, at nine. I just want a little bit of rapid fire. We can go into detail on receivers later. We have all off season to hit this. Give me your chase and Terry, who you got, and then give me Clyde. Um, Etienne, who you got? I'm going to take McLaurin and Etienne. Okay. McLaurin, Etienne, Britt. I'm going to Etienne. Oh, Etienne and Chase. Oh, a little, a little switch up. We got Berkey coming up next. He's going to kill it. Uh, this is kind of the tiebreaker. I'm going to, I'm going to go Chase and Clyde. Ooh, I'm going to go Chase and, and Clyde by a lot. Yeah, I'm going to go Clyde. I'm going to go Terry. I know that's it just doesn't feel right. I almost went Javante over Etienne in a draft. I had a real heart to heart. <laughs> Fucking Brad getting in my mind, dude. I've been I th- Etienne was my RB one, and then fucking situation happened, and there you go. He's still your uh, RB one, Maddie. He's still the yeah. running back one. That's that's where situation just mind fucks you, guys. Yeah. Let's finish it out. You know I'm a wrestling fan. If you're not, you need to be, especially old school, just the hits, the wrestling map podcast. When I'm not doing fantasy, I'm getting all up in your wrestling grill. That doesn't sound right, but we'll That's go. Okay. So <laughs> you've been playing with these like screen figures all night. Brit, you don't know who Stone Cold is, but he was basically against the authority. He said, go fuck yourself to the boss. He drank beer. I like he him. Tried to make his boss a living hell. Okay. You had okay. Macho Man, the cream of the crop. Yeah. Brent's taking over Rotorball. Yeah. He's got the rookie on the rise. He's got it going on. But you got Bit Pitts, who you see falling at the end of the first. You got this Trevor Lawrence. Everybody's hype on him. Tag match, Stone Cold, Lawrence, Pitts, Macho, who you got? You know what? I'm a, I like Macho Man's glasses, so that's a big plus for me. And I also like the fact that uh, Kyle Pitts is outrageously athletic. And so I think that no matter how boss Steve Austin may be, I'm going to go with the Pitts and Macho Man <laughs> duo. Ooh, Pitts and Macho. Brad the Stickler, yeah. He went Goldberg. Are you going to go with your bald brother, Austin 316? Or are you going to stick with the Macho Man. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Stone Cold because he said so. He <laughs> said so, so you have no choice but to go there, right? Smashing beer cans together, saying "fuck you" to Jim McMahon. Like I love Jim McMahon, the quarterback for the Bears. <laughs> Vince McMahon, sorry. Why not? Who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh man, no. but yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Stone Cold and Trevor. All right, Berkey, you're up, baby. Make it shake and bake it for me. 
Yeah, it's Pitts and Macho, man. It's stone cold all day, but Kyle Pitts will fold anybody else in the draft class in half. It's Kyle Pitts and whoever you got. So, Macho Man's fine. Uh, I do I do wish I could have gone with Stone Cold, but it's Kyle Pitts, man. That dude is a... I love it, dude. Fucking wrestler. I see the dude with the chain standing on the box. He's like 20 years old, man. He's fucking scary, dude. He is fucking scary. He's a big mother trucker. Guys, we're out of here. Brad, Berkey, Sandy. One more time. Brad, first off, then Berkey. Where can they find you, Brad? At FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. Berkey, Berkelicious. Yeah, you see the tagline. <laughs> You can you can see me www.ffaffair.com. You can see me www.tlrdynastyff.com. Um, I'm I'm a general writer for the Dynasty Nerds. We just finished our one our one QB uh, instant action mock. That thing's at the Fantasy Expo. Hell yeah, Sandy dude. Oh, it all goes down. Ryan's got. Brian's got the opening party. Everything's lit. I'm going to be on stage with the great. I'm going to have a fucking fantastic time. But as Twitter, you can see the handle, at EricBurkholder6. Hit me up, man. Fuck yeah. Hit hit Eric up. Hit Brad up. But Sandy, dude, this is your night. You're the Roto Ball king of the swing. Hit us up, dude. Tell, tell us one more time about Roto Ball, about your podcast, and get us out of here. Am I doing this right, Berkey? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Matty, thank you for having me on, man. It's uh, it's truly a blast. All this is because of you and your very random, awesome inspiration. I have no idea. It, 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 my friends, if you <laughs> my friends, if you're interested in Rotorball at all, uh, please give me a follow. Hit, hit my DMs and be like, hey, what's this about? Can I look into it? You can find me on Twitter at VFFSandman. Um, even if you don't really care about it and you're just like, I'm kind of interested in what's going on, Come on in. You're more than welcome to ask me any questions you want. If I see it, I will respond to it as quickly as I possibly can. If you want to see my uh, dynasty and redraft ranking, you can find it at the fffair.com. If you want to see my Devi writing, you can find it at breakoutfinder.com. If you want to see me chop up some Devi film with Brandon Lejeune and Corey P on the analytics side there, you can find it on Devi Deep Dive. Uh, if you would please do me a huge favor, me, Berkey, and Brad, a huge favor, go to your streaming your streaming app of choice. Go type in Rookie on the Rise. Give us a, a subscribe. Give us a follow. Listen to a couple of shows. I promise you're going to fall in love with it. It, it. it takes a lot of our time, but it's something that's absolutely phenomenal. Um other than that, man, I, I'm happy to be here. I'm going to start a Patreon in case you guys want to, like, pay me for my work. Uh, I'd be cool. You know, I'm not going to complain, but, like, I love doing this for free. But if you want to, like, slide me a couple bucks a month to show me how much you love me and for me to answer your questions a little more, I'm, I'm not going to say no about it, you know? But, Maddie, thanks for this, man. I appreciate it. Dude, and Sandy, uh, go ahead and sign me up for Patreon because rookie drafts are everywhere, and I'm ready to roll, baby. Sandy, thank you for your rookie intel. Thank you for your dedication and your passion to fantasy football. None of this would have happened if I wouldn't have got this weird rebuild mindset and I go to the sleeper app. I ask for your opinion, and you're like, hey, there's a bunch of us to just talk fantasy football all day. So I found you, and now look at you, dude. Roto ball, 
you've done it all, dude. And I'm proud of you. It's, it's come full circle and you deserve everything you get. And thank Appreciate you. It. Glad you're on my team until Always. next time, my man, check out Rotoball. Ball. Check out the rookie on the rise podcast and get your moves on baby. Till next time. It's been my pleasure. My treasure, Sandy, get out of here. Brad, dude. Thank you. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for that brain. Thank you for that voice. Thank you for just when I call you, answering your phone, talking fantasy, and just jumping on this, you know, into the deep end. You didn't have to. So thank you. And I'm glad to have you on my team. And I can't wait to see what we do. And thank you for the expo, man. You're fucking kicking ass and taking names. I can't wait to dominate it. Gonna be your man. FF bourbon dude, Brad. He is the man, the myth, the legend. And he used to be, uh, what was the pod you did before? I can't even remember it right now. Marriage or mistress. Mistress or Andy. Yeah. That's right. We need a, we need an old school tribute coming back just for an episode. (laughs) Have it. You and Andy. Rekindle that flame. Yeah. Dude, Brad, thank you, dude. You don't even know. Berkey, dude, thank you. You started this with me. I have talked to you more than probably anybody. And I just appreciate your dedication to fantasy football, the dynasty. I'd say you're almost like an older brother. You might be a couple seconds delayed. Don't matter, brother. But just thank you for what you do for the fantasy affair team and just everybody in the fantasy community. Highly underrated person at Eric Burkholder six. Go give him a follow. Pick his brain. When you're talking, the best thing I've ever seen is the Sunday nightcap where he's breaking down film. He's talking what just happened. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. It was that good. Berkey, thank you. I'm the Maddie Daddy. It has been my pleasure, my treasure. We have talked rookies. Next week, what's on the docket? James Coe. I'm going to talk a little wrestling, NFL Network, Amazon Prime. He's done it all. Can't wait to get him on. Talk a little fantasy football. Till next time, dude. It's been my pleasure, my treasure, pumpkin heads.